everybody. Welcome to Weisenheimer, the podcast. I'm Jeff DeLeon, one of your hosts. I am another Brent Tubbs. And I'm Leslie Mitchell. And you're like, wait, it's Thursday. Yeah, why is there? It's not Tuesday. Why are we doing a podcast? That can only mean one thing impromptu interview. That's right. Dear listener, we love you. You're not stupid. You should realize by now, if we have a special guest on Tuesday, we're pretty much going to try and do a podcast with them on Thursday. And this is an impromptu interview with the one and only Kat Gotsick. Now, Kat is near and dear to our collective hearts because if there is a common denominator of Weisenheimer, it's Kat. And as you will hear in the interview, she is the one who connected Leslie and I together initially. Mm -hmm. And Leslie and myself obviously kind of came up with the Weisenheimer concept with Hannah and everything took off from there. So it only felt right that as a Christmas gift to us and to the listener, we would do this little impromptu interview and learn about her. And and it was just, she was just such a great interview. I I only wish it would have gone longer. Now, most of the time I would, I would have to guess and I hope I'm guessing somewhat correctly, is that if you, listener, are listening to the impromptu interviews, that means to me that you are someone that has a curiosity uh, about improvisation and what goes through the minds of uh, and hearts of some of these uh, great people that we get to interview. Now, Catherine has been an improviser for 20 plus years, uh, beginning in Washington, D.C., and then she moved to Chicago, where she is uh, one of... She's a little tornado of, of performance skills. She's brass and bold and just goes for it every time she's on stage. And she has a ton of personality that shows through every time she uh, takes that stage and fills that spotlight. And she's one of the tour de force players with Comedy Sports Chicago. Dare I say it, I think she's a bit of an improv icon in Chicago. Uh, At least through Comedy Sports and one of their late night adult shows (laughs) uh, known as... The Hot Carl. The Hot Carl. Um, now, have you yeah. ever played in that? I've not. I no. have guested in it three times, and it was the first long-form show I ever got to, quote, be dirty. Like, okay. it's the first blue show I ever performed in. And it was literally like losing your virginity. It was like, oh, my God, I get to do this. Oh, my God, I get to do this. And then you do it, and you're like, okay, I'm never going back. Like, it was such <laughs> but a great experience. The Hot Carl doesn't just do it. They, you know, they don't. If you're if if naughty is having sex, uh, they, they are, fuck your mother. They're the back alley. In the morgue. Yeah. I don't know. It's they're it's the dumpster very sex intense. of improv. Yeah, yeah. With all the T-shirt. dead raccoons yeah. watching. And what better way to jump into that world than by going as hardcore as you can? Um, but but Cat can pretty much anything Cat wants to do, she can do and and do it well. She has directed. She uh, writes. She's just a, a tour de force, and it was great to sit down with her for the little bit of time that we did have. We used it to our benefit. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Please enjoy this impromptu interview with Kat Gotzik. Boom. I wanted to audition for the improv group in at college, 
but oh, I missed it by a day. Denison University. Okay. In Ohio, right? Yes, it's a small liberal arts college in Ohio. But and only freshmen could enter, uh, could audition, and I missed it by a day. I went a day too early, and was like, well, I. I don't know what happened, and then turns out it was just a day early. Oh, Did you man. know what improv was and stuff at that time? Because yeah. I, I didn't. I had no idea. I know. I time. often think when I see like all the improv resources there are for like high school and college these days, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, my life probably would have been real different if I if yeah. I had those resources. Mm-hmm. But Dennis not a great improv group. Uh, the guy who owns Comedy Sports Chicago, Dave Gaudet, he and I went. Both went to Denison, and he was in the improv group. Oh, wow. yeah. So, um, but so after that, I I didn't do anything. I went to Washington D.C. after college and got a job, and I was with an improv group there, a theater sports group. So you went all four years of college and do improv at all? No. Wow. Uh, there might have been a class that I did, or a workshop maybe that I took. But How did, can, I want to go back a little further. How did you discover improv, or where did you see it, or learn it, or what made you go? Gosh, I'd like to try something like that. Well, like I, I think this is maybe true for a lot of us who are older. Okay. Uh, is that it wasn't about improv; it was about comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I would like to be in comedy. I had a dream when I was like six years old that I was standing on one side of a swimming pool and on the other side of the swimming pool, people were like 12 people deep laughing at something I had just done, <laughs> like on purpose, like, I, you know, <laughs> and, and I remember waking up the next day and just feeling like maybe this was, maybe this was my thing. <laughs> I got to so find you, that swimming pool. So, so like, then when you signed up or when you saw that there were improv auditions, you're like, I know that that's comedy, so yeah, I'm going to go. that's exactly. And and I had seen like they did um, uh, the audition second semester of freshman year, so I had seen them do shows oh, okay. around campus before that, and I okay. knew that they were very funny and that mm. I enjoyed it. Had you done any theater before that? No, my high school actually did not. Literally, didn't have an auditorium or a theater program. I did in junior high. I did speech, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like memorize. Uh, this was like an iconic one back in my day. Um, Teacher, the geranium on the windowsill just died. Anyone else? No. No. <laughs> like I, there was a poem. It was called "Teacher, the geranium on the windowsill just died," and it was like kind of a if you want to make them cry, make them laugh. So it was like this poem that started off very funny and then got very dark. <laughs> and I remember being like, "This is amazing!" And I went to a speech tournament and like everyone else was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> there were like four yeah. of us in my grade that were doing it. <laughs> Curses. But, and then I was a cheerleader, which is like performing. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I just thought that I wanted to do comedy. And and um, where were you born and raised? I was born in upstate New York, but I was raised in eastern Kentucky, Moorhead, okay. Kentucky. So, okay. like, from when I can remember. So, it was it, a Kentucky public education in the 1970s was <laughs> not particularly <laughs> rich. <laughs> so, there was no speech term. I mean, there was no, there was a speech team, like, briefly, but then when that teacher, like, went to another job, it went away. There was no, like, institutionalized right. theater or mm-hmm. um, anything like that. My younger brother and I did, um, oh, no, I can't remember the name of the show, South Pacific. We were the two kids in South Pacific, the oh, two little yeah. Polynesian kids. <laughs> and so we had to, like, at the beginning of every show, we had to, like, put on basically blackface. We were, like, oh we had gosh. to put on makeup that made us look like Polynesian. <laughs> South Pacific. 
in Kentucky. So bad. In you Kentucky. Guys were and I know we did, and we and we uh, and and sing the little uh, song. We were like the lead characters, children. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, that's kind of my performing experience. Kind of just like someone who was busting out to perform and <laughs> never really had an opportunity. So you went to Denison, didn't yes. get in that, didn't do the improv because yeah. you you could only audition once. Yeah, and you missed it. So I that was it. it. Go to college. Wow. Yeah. So you graduated. I did do theater. I did. I played um, like a lot of kid roles. I'm very short, so I mm. I could play like son of Macduff. I actually was a, like played ten year old boys. <laughs> you could play ten year old boys now. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. um yeah and Rebecca Gibbs who was the Leeds younger sister in our town I played, <laughs> I played her and and so that was that Funny. was So you were a boon to their theater department I was That's yeah. <laughs> yes, I was um yeah and then I came I went to Washington and there was a a theater group there I think it's still there although I haven't heard about it I haven't been on the festival circuit in a long time but mm-hmm. when I was on it um there was a lot of uh wit Washington improvisational theater I think it's still there I think it is too mm-hmm. um but at the time it was kind of a very ragtag band of misfits theater sports mm-hmm. <laughs> group and couple of the people in there were thinking about breaking away and doing sketch comedy and they recruited me out of there and we were going to continue doing the improv but when the director of the improv group got wind of what we were doing they very passive aggressively like dissolved the company and then reinstated it with fewer people. <laughs> um, no, we're done, guys. We're done. We're done. Yeah, come over here. Meet on Tuesday. So they kind of growth to happen. Yeah, it was, it yeah, it was like a, and there was a lot of, like, there was some drama in there, but I wasn't really a part of it because mm-hmm. I, as soon as I started, I was kind of whisked away. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was with a sketch group in D.C. called Skits hyphen O hyphen Frenic. <laughs> Until we were asked to change our name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and awesome. uh, we changed our name um, to Dropping the Cow. And we were together for a solid like eight or nine years. To wow, the, and wow. we really got, talk about group mind. There's a famous story we tell to each other is like, because we used to be together all the time. And we, we just, were, there were five of us and we're together all the time. And I was really good friends with one guy. And then there were two others that were really good friends. And then there was a third dude who was equally good friends with all of us. But um, one night we were like, we've been, to, we have I've seen you guys for seven days straight. Let's say we're supposed to have a rehearsal, like take the night off. And we all showed up at the same showing of the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like we just totally had like group mind going really, really solidly. That's funny. You were together nine years. How did that, why did that end? A couple of them got married and had kids and just prioritized that. And um, so we started doing fewer and fewer shows, and and you're doing um, improv and sketch, or just well, it was pretty stylized improv. Like okay. all of our, all of our improv games were built around like characters. So we would do a poetry slam, but I was always the same character in the poetry mm. slam, and I kind of always had the same gig. Okay. Um, in it, it was like pretty formulaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was an example of of something we would do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we started doing fewer and fewer shows, and I, I like eventually it was like, let's be done. And so I decided to move to Chicago. 
figured, you know, give myself two years and I'd be on the main stage. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like everyone else. Like everybody else. Right. Yeah. Sure. And then another two years after that. So when did you arrive in Chicago? Christmas of 99. Christmas of 98. Okay. Christmas of 98. Okay. And I jumped in. I was taking classes at all four theaters by like March or April of that year. Uh, comedy Sports, IO, Annoyance, and Second City. Did you do the playground at all? No. Um, that didn't come until much later. I, I started coaching at the playground before I started playing at the playground. Because you said you did theater sports, mm-hmm. and then you said you did comedy sports. Yes. So can you, for our listeners, clarify what is the difference between a theater sports and a comedy nope. sports? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. I mean, like, and I only did theater sports. I maybe did four shows. Oh, wow. In theater sports. It was a lot like comedy sports, except no uniform. I don't recall a host. I think somebody did host it, though. But it was very much back and forth playing games. Were there points awarded and things like that, too? It had to be, right? That We did our shows in a church in a, a kind of a hmm. edgy neighborhood called Adams Morgan, which at the time, like, it's very trendy now, but at the time it was just super sketch. Mm-hmm. And the very first night that I... I came there, there was like a shooting in the alley of the church. <laughs> I had to walk past like caution tape on my way in. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's going to be a good like, yeah. But I didn't even realize, I was kind of, I was new to DC and I was just like, oh, what's happening here? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, caution tape and bright lights. <laughs> and I, I totally had uh, walked there. Like I had taken the train and walked there and then somebody was like, we're going to give you a ride back. <laughs> I just, you just, you strike me as a rare breed because, I mean, full disclosure, we're all members of comedy sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know that many people who've been able to do both theater sports and comedy sports. So it's kind of fascinating that you were able to at least, yeah. even if it was for four shows, I dipped you still my toe in, yeah. dipped your toe in it and, and tried it out. So that, I just was curious. And so. we did have, like, we had a pretty deep grounding in Johnstone. Like, mm-hmm. that when I joined this group, they were like, you have to read Impro, and you, and I did. And they would refer to John's, Keith Johnstone all the time. And mm-hmm. a couple of them had, like, traveled to Canada and done, like, a two-day workshop with him. And hmm. so that was a difference as well. We're in yes. Chicago. You're yes. taking classes at all four. So which which came first? Comedy Sports hired me in October of 99. And you're currently still on the <clears> roster? I'm still on the, on, in the ensemble at Comedy Sports. And at the time, I just desperately wanted to succeed at... I.O. Like, there was so, that, which I no longer, like, like, something about I.O. just turns me into a really crappy improviser. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, I arrive there, the lights go up, and I'm just, I forget everything I know, and I think I'm a decent improviser, but I I have done maybe, I've probably done 200 shows at I.O., and there are maybe five that I was okay with, (laughs) you know? Um, But, so... I was spending all my time at I.O. I was taking classes at comedy sports, but it wasn't really, like, that wasn't where I was looking to achieve. Um, And after I got hired at comedy sports, I remember sitting, it was right after a new schedule had come out for Harold Teams at at I.O. And Jason Chen walked up to me and said, hey, congratulations. And I, all I could think is, I missed my name on the new schedule and I'm on a team here. (laughs) But I wasn't. <laughs> I was I, I I was never put on a team at I.O. until I took classes a second time. Mm-hmm. And I was put on fairly 
fairly quickly. What was the congratulations for then? Because I'd been hired at Comedy Sports. Oh. Oh. Um, He he, was way more in front of his mind than it was in mine. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, like, I got hired. And the guy who was the artistic director at the time, Matt Kay, put me on all four shows my first weekend. I was hired on a Tuesday, and I, like, played all four shows that weekend. I was terrible. I was Mm. terrible. And we also all did, like, tickets and... Um, house staff and all that other kind of stuff. So uh, even when I wasn't playing for the next however long, like I was doing something at the theater. I was either in the box office or I was backstage. or I was. Do you just find that your humor and what you like and how you like to play fits the comedy sports genre of humor better? It's shorter, it's quick, it's it's hard-hitting, whereas IO is more a huge... Yeah, and there's 10 people on a team, and, <clears throat> yeah. and you have to find your moments, yeah. and you have to kind of keep up a story and things like that. And Well, I think it, I, I, it's a different question if you ask me different times along okay. the path of my career. Like, certainly when I was hired at comedy sports, I was far better suited to comedy sports than I was, too. I was not, like... IO material at that time at all. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, w- I was trying to be funny. I was doing wacky characters. I was doing, like, so it was much more of a comedy sports type person. But as I became a better improviser, and annoyance, by the way, was where I had all my ahas. Like, when I took annoyance classes, I was like, oh, now I get it. And I think that's where I actually became a decent improviser. I... I forget how much I like to play patiently until I'm actually playing patiently, and I just don't do it that much anymore. <laughs> but mm. I did a show at I.O. recently, and I did a Messing with a Friend, and both of which were, like, very, very slow, patient. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked it. And I was like, maybe I should get back into this. But I'm also, like, I don't want to rehearse. <laughs> 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 and I don't want to kind of do any of those dues-paying things mm-hmm. that, like they make you do now like when I back then when I was getting into it it was far more liberal in terms of your commitment so I could do a million things um I want to ask because you you mentioned your aha moments Mm -hmm. and annoyance who was your (laughs) aha teacher and why Rebecca Sound who I think is maybe the best teacher I've ever had on any subject ever like she just was she taught the way I learned and I don't think that's true of everybody like not everybody would go to her. And she's like still a teacher experience. at Annoyance, correct? No, they moved to L.A. Oh, they so did. So I assume that they're, she's going to have some... Influence Yeah, there. but they, mm-hmm. I think it was just like um, six weeks ago or something that they oh, moved. Okay. So it's that's brand new. Um, but Rebecca, yeah, I mean, like, she... Uh, I'm like kind of one of those learn-by-doing people. Like, you can't tell me what to do and have it be... Have me learn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was one who would side coach me to go back and try this. And, and in the moment, I was actually, like, doing it wrong and then immediately doing right and seeing an immediate result. Um, result. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I remember very clearly the scene where I kind of, like, the, the annoyance footprint is hold on to your own shit. You know, once you get something, doesn't matter if it fits, doesn't matter if it doesn't, hold on to it and let's see what happens. And the first scene where I was like, I know I can improvise now was uh, a scene where I was, it was with a guy and 
in my head, we were coming home from a date and, and I was like, well, this is my door. And it turns out he had a choice that he was a homeless guy. <laughs> and, and we both hung on to our shit and it was hilarious. And after that, I was like, now I get it. But it really took like probably six or seven of my 101 classes with Rebecca before I was at that point where I, I could, it was a repeatable process for me or I could trust myself enough to to really pick something and hang in there with it. So you said you're taking classes at CSZ, Second City, yeah. uh, I.O. You didn't mention Annoyance. Annoyance came last in that Yeah, Annoyance came last in that process, correct. Now, because we have had discussions with other guests, mm -hmm. and when you and I were in Chicago, mm -hmm. and I think you to some extent, the order was, okay, yeah, so it's I.O., Second City, Annoyance. Because I.O., you learn the basics. Second City, you learn how to write sketch. And annoyance is you say, fuck all that and do whatever the hell yeah. you want. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So you and I from that same school. Like, that's how Although, we were. Although, and that was not, I didn't walk into it with that perception. Like, that mm. didn't, that reputation did not precede itself with me. Mm. I walked in saying, I'm going to pay all my dues as quickly as I can. Because mm. I felt like I had missed, like, my 20s. Right. So, um, I was 32 when I got there. And... Like, just said, I'm going to just immerse myself. I'm not going to worry about anything else. I did have a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I got a job a couple months in. But, like, I just said, I'm, I'm going. This is what I came for. I'm going to do it all. And I did. It was too much all at once. <laughs> because, yeah. as anybody who's done them knows, they are very different. And it would have been probably more productive to do things in a sequence. Mm -hmm. But I did not. So you, you got into Second City Conservatory? I did. Took the Second City Conservatory classes there. I actually started with Improv for Actors, which was like... Oh. Because they... I think I came at a time where, like, conservatory auditions weren't going to happen. Like, I would have done conservatory auditions, but I couldn't... Okay. Um, for a while. So I did that. She um, did that. Okay, but yeah, actors. after... Immediately following that, I auditioned into the conservatory. Okay. Because then... I was in the conservatory yes. program, and I had to drop out yes. of my level four because my IO5 was happening. Mm -hmm. And so then I dropped out and did IO5, A, and 5B. Mm -hmm. And then 5B ended, I contacted Second City, said, can I come back? And they said yes. So I dropped on to level four, and that's Whee! where I met you. Yeah. That's right. And so we connected, and we had... So many funny people in that class. It was, yeah. Short all uh, and like. Jason DeSanto. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Grace. Yeah. Um, God. And we had Gelman at that point, right? I no. We was had, it, it was Norm Holly. And if you had like. Oh, I had Gelman first and then I went to. Yeah. No, right. We had Norm almost, I forget. I think maybe we had Tim O'Malley for three or something, but we had Norm for every other thing. Mm -hmm. And he asked to have us for our level five, but they were like, no, you shouldn't. And we wanted him because mm -hmm. we had worked so well with him at that point. And they were like, no, you should have Gelman. Mm -hmm. But my recollection of Gelman was that he was in one of his low moments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I left Gelman in yeah. the low moments. And I came into Norm Holly and went, oh, my what? gosh, where yes. has this been? Yeah. And that kind of relit the fire under my ass. I said, oh, maybe Second City's a, a good place. Yeah. And, and then we had Gelman for our... And then we had Gelman at five, and I'm like, oh, uh, there he is again. And, and I hadn't had him before then, but Gelman would come into class. It was a 10 o'clock in the morning class, mm -hmm. and he would be 20 minutes late. And I remember a couple times, more than once, he would, like, ask somebody to borrow $5. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. We're going to oh preface this with he's, he's a lot different guy he's now. He's very different. Yeah, and yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, this was absolutely not like, but, but it was, he has had highs and lows, and this was one of his low times. Mm-hmm. And he also paid way more attention to the other class. There was like another class that he wasn't teaching. I think Norm was teaching it. Mm-hmm. But he was more excited about them than he was about us. Yeah. Like, there was just a lot of like weird, weird Galman stuff. Hmm. happening at that time so we were kind of on our own for our performance yeah because we are we named our group stifleman yes and we wrote our show and instead of bouncing stuff off of michael we just started bouncing it off of each other and like oh i can tweak your mark grace song or oh i can tweak this and we kind of self-edited into our show yeah and i don't think it was a great show (laughs) it it, It was a good show it was like spike yeah it would have been so i i often wonder what it would have been like if we had had someone who was really invested in our success we would have kept norm yeah 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 um but it was like there were definitely some high points and some some uh like very fond memories Mm -hmm. and then there were also some like our opening scene was just like the orgy with the kid who came from <laughs> from college. It was like the lights mm-hmm. came up and we're all just in the most outrageous, compromising sexual like situations. Mm-hmm. And a kid walks in and goes, "Mom, Dad, I'm home from college," and we're just like, "Jump in, lights out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was how everything started. And I remember your Mark Gray song, which was hysterical. Oh, I love that song. Pledge song to Mark Grace. And then I wrote the sketch about the three Dennis Millers, because Dennis Miller had just joined Monday Night Football. Yes. And then we had three Dennis Millers trying to out-reference yes. each other. <laughs> and then it was led it into was the so Firestone smart. commercial. Yes. I can't yes. remember that. When the, that was uh, uh, the Australian Firestone commercial. You'll yes, flip yeah. over Firestone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had had a blowout drama. I remember that. Okay, so <laughs> yes. you wanted to do everything in two years yes. and be on the main stage famous. Yes. What for you didn't happen? Uh, you know, may, this might just be rationalizing. I'd be prepared to say that, but um, I feel like I might have already been too old. Like, if the currency of Second City is to produce stars... Then all things being equal, they're gonna choose the younger, skinnier, prettier woman um, or person. Uh, and I remember I did get called back for a tour co a time or two, and it was always, it was like me and Nikki Margolis and Sue Salvi and other like. And they would have been in their twenties. Yeah, um, and it was all for like dratch stuff. Because Dratch had mm. literally just left. So I was, like, in the running for whatever Dratch material they had. But it was always, like, the younger. Um, and you would have been more 34. More yeah. Like, woman. Like I say, uh, I could totally just be rationalizing. But I feel like that was part of it. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. if I were casting, it would be. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. But. So, um, so our time at Second City ended. Yes. And then I know I bumped into you at Comedy Sports on occasion yes. because they would start to bring in... Is it, Comedy Sports Chicago was weird because there were a bunch of players who lived in Chicago who were not in Comedy Sports Chicago. But when Comedy Sports Chicago was stretched for players, they would call us to come in as guest players to like bail them out. Yes. And so our paths would occasionally cross mm-hmm. there... And then I moved home. Mm-hmm. I moved back to the Quad Cities. So where did um, Leslie come into the uh, 
OMG. to the forecast. We just told the story last night. <laughs> Leslie and I oh, were yeah. auditioning for, uh, we were both auditioning for Baby Wants Candy. Mm-hmm. So it had to be what, 2007, uh, 2008, something like that? I don't know. I feel like we were friends earlier than that. I feel like I went to a comedy sports show when the Maybe. comedy sports was across the theater from, across the street from that university bar. Oh. The bar with the big yellow W on Halstead. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the bathroom the that was yeah. uh, slanted. <laughs> like if you peed and you missed, it'd slide down. <laughs> it, it really did feel like it was going to fall apart. Now it's like a golf store. That. No, it's not. That's a... You're, it's Another the one place? across the street. The union was across the street. There was like Nick's or something. I forget. But okay. um, the but first I time saw I you remember was... All right. And I don't remember that. But... Um, <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. But yeah, we were both auditioning on Baby Wants Candy. We kind of looked at each other. Sized each other up a little bit. And then we both like kind of at the same time were like, let's be friends. Let's be friends. <laughs> it really was that. It's yeah, kind I didn't of... think we actually said that. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded me so much of, you know, in, in the movies or television when the new kids, the new fam- family moves in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and the next day some little eight-year-old pedals his bicycle up to their <laughs> screen front door. Hello. Hi. Can, can so, do you have kids? Can they come out and ride bikes? And it was kind of like that. And I, I don't know about you, and I know I'm a very competitive individual. In fact, Kat is probably my least... Of all my girlfriends, uh, she's the least competitive, and I will complain to her about something and bitch and moan, and she'll just go, "Oh, shut up." You have to, you gotta let stuff or, go, man. Or my favorite, my, you know, I would, I, you know, I'd, I'd hem and haw over shows. I'd hem and haw over shows if they were good and if they were bad. And I was like, "Cat, what do you do when you have a bad show?" She's like. Oh, forget about it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it never has to happen. You, know? you don't have to do it again. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've only seen you worried like twice in your life. But being competitive in a competitive world, like everybody wants to um, be famous or or really just do good work in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we have it so lucky in the Quad Cities in that we're one of the few theaters, even fewer when it comes to comedy, we just show up on a Saturday night and there's 100 to 150 people in our audience. We really have it lucky, whereas there are so many talented small theaters in Chicago and you have to beg your friends to, to come. Yeah. To get yeah. 20, 25, 30 people in the seats. So um, we're really, really fortunate. And so there is a lot of competition. And so when we say a woman sizing up another woman... I mean, I there were a couple of women that, for whatever reason, we just were competitive with one another. Either because mm-hmm. we were the same size, same hair color, same the dratch, yeah. or whatever. And there were a couple of people that were kind of, without even saying it, almost like your enemy. Yeah. And um, I don't know if guys do that, but oh, girls it's common do. in theater. Is it's it? a common theater thing. Of like I, I could ice. name I could name two names right now of people that at, at that time in my life were like. Mm. Oh, why would you? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, but but when we size, <laughs> but when we said we sized each other up, we literally like I want to be your friend. Kinda, it really was honestly yeah. like a weird affinity. Like I know we should know yes, each other. Yeah. And like I said, then we went out for coffee, mm-hmm. um, and we went and saw Firefly. Yeah. 
Nice. Because we both like Nathan. And I, but I gave him to you. I said you could have Nathan. <laughs> that was very big of you. It's totally fine. I'm going to take Alexis Dennis off. That's the only reason this friendship works. <laughs> fine. That's the only she reason. discovered Angel. Nobody <laughs> takes Alexis Dennis off. He's mine. Well, I don't even know. Good. Good. You don't need to know. You don't need to. Don't, don't, don't even know. Don't ask questions. Yeah. It's some weird Joss Whedon universe. It's so we kind of got to drive the ship home a bit, but a couple things I want to say before we break, too. So... I remember being in the Quad Cities, and I'd been back for a while, and I, I'm watching VH1, uh -huh. and who pops up on, like, oh the God, I yeah. love the 90s, 80s, or whatever, but Kat Gossett. It was the VH1 World Series of Pop Culture. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. And it's like, Chitara, Kat Gossett. I'm like, yeah. what the yeah. hell is that? This is pre-Facebook. This is like, so I had, like, yeah. no clue what was going on. Yeah. So explain Chitara, what happened there, because you guys kind of yeah. exploded. Uh, So Chitara, it, they posted something on Craigslist about this pop culture trivia show, game show that they were doing. And one of my, there were three, you did it in three person teams. And so one of my girlfriends signed us up for it. And we went to the Allegra Hotel or some, some hotel and you took a quiz. Like you went into a room with 300 other people and they timed you and you took a quiz. And then however many people passed the quiz, moved on to another um, interview and they put you on camera. And then if they wanted to see you again after that, then you were invited the next day to play a local tournament and the winner of the local tournament automatically advanced to the national show. So we won that tournament, which I think, thank goodness, because I don't think we would have advanced otherwise because they were really looking for like diverse um, like teams with a very, very strong point of view. We were just kind of like spunky white women. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah, so so we went to New York and we we played a we. It was a tournament style show in brackets. We won our first bracket tournament and we lost our second. But we had a lot of personality and we're spunky and everything. So the very next year, they asked us if we would come back and be sideline reporters. <laughs> and we did, and that was a weird, fun time in, in my life. That was like, we went and we had our own producer, and we had our own dressing room and our own makeup people. It was really like a week of like they took us shopping in the meat packing district. And <laughs> who was oh it? You name the other two girls. Uh, myself, Aaron Davidson, Peyton now, Aaron Peyton, and yeah. Amber Tillett. Nice, right. So, uh, so yeah, that was just a really, a really interesting, cool, fun time. Cool. Yeah. Um, so to kind of, cause I know you gotta go, um, to kind of like start, <laughs> start to drive home. So then out of the blue, Leslie drops what is probably the biggest, second biggest emotional bombshell you've ever had in your life. And she said, Hey, I'm moving to the Quad City. <laughs> My husband got a job and I'm, I'm leaving. Yes. First off, how did that affect you? Oh, well, everything everything stopped. Right. My heart. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I mean, what? Huh? Mm -hmm. I saw it coming. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I saw it coming. Like, you were you were focused on having a family. Mm -hmm. You were focused mm -hmm. on being close to your family when, you know, um, the, when you were hoping that would happen, and and um, and that Eric older like thing a, happened too, where. You know, I just, and that, that's a whole nother podcast. I know it's always talking about being an older performer. Right, yeah. In it was Chicago. Just, it's, it, it is tougher to, like, get opportunities and get, like, kind of, I don't know. Chicago's a town where, to a very great extent, 
what you put into it is what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't. <laughs> unless you don't. Right? So, but, but to a very great extent, you know, that is the case. But there's a point where it stops. You know, I mean, like, there's a point where you're like, I've, I've done everything I can do. Because Leslie, and Leslie was you, butting up against that. My improv like. life is over because I'm moving to the Quad Cities. <laughs> yes. And you told her to do something. But wait. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a comedy sports in the Quad Cities, which I knew was a lot of fun. Um, I had been down here for your Halloween show, the wrestling show, yep. which was so fun, <laughs> so crazy, and Circuit 21 was so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Letting us see fog machines and all yes, the Yes, it yards. was so yeah. amazing. Like, clearly you guys were, like, your production values were high, you were funny, you were, had a <laughs> lot of personality mm-hmm. and character. Um, and I forget what else. I think I'd gone to a tournament there at that I point, I think so. Too. At that point, we posted one or two, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I liked, and I really enjoyed your old theater, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I, I had nothing but positive vibes on Comedy Sports Quad Cities. And I told Leslie, and she was like, mm, I think I'm done with short form. <laughs> <laughs> and what's changed? Yeah. <laughs> but then you sent yeah, right. me a Facebook message. <laughs> yes. And said, hey, my buddy Leslie is moving to the Quad Cities. <laughs> Keep an eye out for. Yes. And you sent a message to her that says, "My buddy Jeff does comedy sports Quad Cities. You yes. should come to auditions." She shows up and she has this sheet like Second City, <laughs> like I know, and I'm like, "You what? know what I know." And then like I immediately saw you, and I'm like, "You know Kat Godzik," and she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Let's do a long form <laughs> show be together." Friends. And she goes, "Let's be friends." I haven't even auditioned yet. I'm like, "Oh fuck, you'll be fine. Don't worry." About it. <laughs> And so, in a way, you were the connecting point that got, you know, Weisenheimer. That's why I said you were in our DNA. Like, you you kind of were the the connector. It's really your fault. This is all you're doing. I don't know. I had a terrible time today. So, this was. We could probably undo the It's weird because I got this email from Kat Godsick when I lived in LA. Right. Saying, you need to come back to the Quad Cities. I know, right? Right. And meet my two friends. Right. (laughs) And Kat signed that email Catherine Godsick and Josh Feemster. (laughs) (laughs) Two new best friends. Two new best friends. Well, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a delight. Thank you for being part of our impromptu interview series. Thank you for podcasting with us. Thank you for being in numerous past live shows and hopefully more to come yay and you are welcome back anytime i will call that bluff (laughs) (laughs) do you remember your mark gray song uh you look so cute in your baby face Every time I see you, my heart begins to race. Someday you'll disappear without a trace. Cause I love you. Margrace. She's got a thing for Margrace. And then it was like a stocking song. It was a straight up like stocking song. And it was like three of us behind you. It was like two. It was a great song. It was really fun. But I, I don't remember the other. Remember there was one verse that was like, Whenever I look, you're away too far. But all I want is a pint of your sperm in a mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever get it? Never did! Uh.